Hello and welcome to episode 187 of the Enough podcast, a weekly show where we explore how people find balance. Look at that. that that's new. That. I, I chucked that in there. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive. I'm Hello. very impressed. Hello to my co-host, Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, sir. How are you? I am fine and also dandy. Yes, you are a dandy. Uh, you're, you're a British dandy. I am a dandy and, uh, English gentleman. An English gentleman. Yeah, that you are. You, you need a bowler. Do you have a bowler? I have been known to have joke bowler hats in, in my life. Um, joke bowler hats. You know, you need a proper, real, authentic British bowler is will, what you need. I will look see, into See that. to that. I will look into it. Post haste. <laughs> we have a guest today. Yeah, we have a guest. We have Jason. Jason Remus at Longstra. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. It's uh, it's really, really warm here in Michigan today, and it's kind of freaking me out, but um, I'll roll with it. So, um, Patrick, I believe, I personally believe that you um, incorrectly announced Jason's Twitter handle. Well, I'm going to cut him some slack there because technically I own both of them, and for years and years and years, I was at long stride. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I don't even think most people recognize that, you know, with the way Twitter clients work these days, you see a picture and probably my real name more often than you actually see my right. handle. So Exactly. But, I switched but, it about so, a few months ago. Yeah, cuz you have a new handle now because you have like a like a new business. Yes. Right? Um that's I right. mean just launching today. Like just today as in like right today. now. You're launching it right this second. Uh, it was earlier today, but it's still kind of going through the stages, I guess, of launch, yes. So I, I don't get to have the scoop? I don't get to say breaking? Basically, Patrick is like <laughs> the queen throwing a champagne bottle at a ship. <laughs> that's effectively what he wants to do right now, so just tell him that's what he's doing or he'll carry on like this for the rest of the episode. I don't have a ship, and I would prefer not to be hit on the head or have my computer hit by... A champagne bottle, so uh, yeah. maybe we can just kind of hold off on that for now, I guess. Okay. I, I believe that Michael just called me a queen. <laughs> I have no comment um, about about this. Um, it's different. It's it. different across the pond. You know, yeah, he has yeah. different context for queen than we do. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. consider you a, a stately female. <laughs> so Jason, uh, tell yes. us tell us what sweating commas is. What what is sweating yeah, what commas? What is this thing? Yeah. It sounds gross, but sweating commas is uh it's an editing service that I'm providing for independent writers who never really thought to get involved with a professional editor. Uh people who write books have editors, people who write for magazines have editors, people who write for themselves very often don't have an editor and probably have never thought that that was within reach. So Sweating Commons is a service where you, as an independent writer, at just about any point in your career or hobby, however you want to look at it, can have me partner with you uh, as a professional editor to help improve your writing and improve the pieces that you're submitting or that you're posting on your website on a daily basis. What a great idea. This is a great idea. What I think is unique about what I provide is I have subscription services, so the people who are publishing regularly, we don't have to fiddle with making a, a, a negotiation or setting up some form of a payment each and every time they want to send something to me. They can subscribe, and then as they have a piece, send it my way, 
Next day, they get it back from me. Next day? Wow. Next day. That is a turnaround time. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's my commitment for uh, – we're dealing with smaller pieces here. You know, The maximum size for this particular service is 1,000 words, which yeah. is actually pretty long for a lot of blog posts. Yeah, most most blog posts are probably, I'd say, anywhere between five hundred and seven fifty uh, yeah. on on the longish side, right? Do you know right. Where, where I, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a lot. You know, we're going to talk about about the service and, and maybe some of your motivations in starting it and stuff. I don't really know what Pat wants to talk about in regards to it, but do you well, know? Well, no, I, I want to talk about whatever comes up. So feel free to okay. to keep going here, Michael. So an interesting thing that sort of jumps right to my mind is. I don't know if people necessarily expect editing on blogs. I mean, it's great where it happens and it's nice and, you know, because it makes the, the, the experience a lot better to read. But I think where this sort of service could, could, could be quite interesting is currently these days people are – there are a lot of publications springing up and people are sort of intended to submit pieces to these publications like the magazine and Read and Trust etc you know i know that people don't submit there but you, you get the sort of idea there are independent content makers are submitting to be featured in publications and things like that now where these have editors to them i'm sure that if i was going to be sending a piece over to glenn and marco at the magazine i would want somebody with a smarter brain than i to pass that through beforehand and this is where something like this, for a very cheap price, you know, I could send it to Jason for seventeen and a half dollars, and get that looked over and feel much more confident with what I'm submitting. And, exactly. And, and because if Jason, you know, if, if I'm submitting it to you as a service where I'm paying you, if you spot something, I'm going to be pleased, not embarrassed, because I'm like, right, so I've got my money's worth here. But if I send it over and then Glenn sends it back and he's like, you missed like. Some, you've made some serious punctuation errors. That's kind of embarrassing because I'm the client in, in that. Regard. Sure. And when you're submitting something to Glenn or to any of the other newsstand publications that are around or will be springing up soon, you have to balance not only that piece but your future relationship with these people because I'm sure Glenn at the magazine is getting dozens of if not hundreds of submissions a month yeah. And if he can rely on you, Michael, to provide something of high quality at, at the very first time it drops on his desk, he'll come back to you in the future. Yeah. I mean, Whereas like editing is like, I mean, you probably know this better than I, but editing is like, it's kind of subjective, you know, some parts, some parts of it, but you don't want the editing that he would have to do or expect to do with you to be punctuation and spelling and grammar. Exactly. The way I look at it, and this is kind of how I'm approaching my business is if I'm going to submit something to an editor or to a, a magazine somewhere, I need to make it as easy as possible for them to say yes. And punctuation, poor word choice, uh, unclear messaging, those are all reasons for somebody like Glenn or Marco, uh, somebody who uh, – at the read and trust, like you said before, those are all reasons for those people to say no or to go, uh, I'm not really sure. And the moment that you say, they say, I'm not really sure, somebody else sneaks in underneath you. Yeah, 
exactly. Mm-hmm. And also as well, like uh, another, I'm thinking of uses for you. I'm sure you thought of all of these already. But like, so say you've got like a, a blogger who is writing, you know, they, they, they do their link blog and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But they've got a really thoughtful piece that they want to publish. A, you know, a Federico Vitici style, you know, piece of writing. Sure. And, you know, when, when you're writing these things and you're, you're small, you mean, you, what you want is people to pick it up and link to it. And I guess if you know if you want the best chance at having those, having them professionally edited is a is a good place to start. I, I assume you know you, you're more yes. likely to get linked to if the headline doesn't have comma splices, which I don't even understand. But Stephen Hackett always complains about them. <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right. And I there's and actually months and months and months and months ago, even though this is a service and not a piece of software, I actually beta tested this with some people. I had a handful of bloggers. I gave them a ridiculous rate, uh, let them throw stuff at me, work through the kinks, see how this would go. And one of the very, very first pieces I got came in, and there was a section near the middle of it that was kind of unclear. And the perfectionist in me wanted to simply rewrite the sentence. But I thought, no, this is the author's opportunity to make it into something more in line with what he's trying to do. So I just highlighted that sentence. I said, this is not clear. This is why it's not clear. He rewrote it, and then that article was picked up by The Loop, and the pull quote was that sentence that he rewrote. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful early success. Very cool. Very cool. Well, and, and I mean, here's the thing. I'm an independent writer. I'm writing daily for my blog. Are you know? Let's just say that I'm I'm not right. Uh, let's say I'm treating more like Mel Mac, where I'm not writing every day, but only writing when like I feel there's something to say. Um, sell me. Why do I need you? You need me because newsstand apps like the magazine are coming into the picture. When the internet became popular, when everybody started making a blog, the gates were thrown open and everybody who had an opinion could now write and publish online. And that's what the last 10 or more years have been. We're reaching a point now where even as far back as three or four years, people are getting pickier about what they read. And it's not necessarily that you can say, well, these readers are choosier, but we're seeing how content curation, like you like like to call it, is becoming more commonplace. And so if there are 10 people writing about their experiences at Macworld and you want to feature a couple of them over the next few weeks on Minimal Mac, you're going to pick the best ones. And, And the the writers who have been writing on their own blogs who want to step up their game and get published in the magazine, they've now got to fit into an even smaller segment of that funnel. We're funneling all of these people. Everybody has an opinion and everybody can publish. Well, not everybody can be read. And who's going to determine who will be read? Well, we're, we're seeing some gatekeepers pop up. You with Minimal Mac, mm-hmm. uh, Dalrymple with the loop, you know, anybody who's doing that type of curation, these are the gatekeepers. And we're seeing even more gatekeepers pop up with uh, the magazine and other newsstand apps like that who are bridging that gap between bloggers and 
the New Yorker style magazines and stuff. So to get past those gatekeepers, you've got to up your game. You want to up your game, you're going to have to learn to improve what you're doing. There's a ton of ways to do that. There's even lots of ways that you can do that on your own. One way to do that is to partner with me. Let me run through everything that you're creating on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever. And now you've got a partner who is minding your voice as much as you are minding your voice. But I'm also bringing a level of objectivity into it that you don't have. You know this. Writers have tunnel vision. You sit down with a piece. You bang it out. You revise it. You find every single spelling error that that is available to find. But you still overlooked that one T-H-E-I-R that is supposed to be T-H-E-R-E. And you didn't see it because you're too close to the work. I'm not that Mm -hmm. close to the work. I'm separated from it so I can find all those things for you. Yeah. Well, and uh, so – our good friend, uh, Randy Murray, uh, who uh, is not only my, my good friend, but also he's the publisher of my two books. Um, he wrote a very interesting uh, and I thought insightful piece, was it yesterday, about how if you want to become a better writer, find a good editor. Uh, something thinking- along those lines, right? <laughs> And and I, I think that one of the things that he that he pushed forward and kind of uh, you know things he ideas he tried to put forth with that piece was the idea that it's like um, it's like sharpening a knife, right? Uh, that you that you hone it and hone it and hone it and then you test it and then you hone it some more and you test it and you keep sharpening and keep working away at it until you get it as sharp as you possibly can until you're in, until you're going to do it and the only way that you can do that with words is with an editor right to to rely on yourself to do it there's always going to be things that you can't see correct correct and um, and I know that that's certainly the case with me. I can, oh, geez, I, I may have even done a post about this, and if not, I very well should. Um, I know I have a text expander snippet for it, but actually whenever someone sends me a typo or, you know, sends me via email, hey, I spotted a typo in your post, nine times out of ten, it's one I always make. Yep. Always. I just yep. cannot see it. And I actually have a text expander snippet now. When people send me those those emails, I go and correct it and send it back. I um, um, I even forget what I call. It. I think it's. I think I have it. Mia culpa, all one word, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mia culpa, and it expands to. Yes, I know this is one that I you know do all the time, but I just can't see it and don't even see it after it's published it. I can read it a million times. Oh, and here's all the other ones for future reference. So look out for these as well. And if you see me misspell them, please email me back. I love to fix this stuff, right? <laughs> but you know, I I I think any good writer or anyone who really cares about their writing not only needs an editor but welcomes it, welcomes someone, welcomes anybody. doesn't even necessarily mean if it's an editor. I welcome people sending me those emails saying, hey, I spotted a typo. 
um, I, in, in the, in the uh, post I did about old fashions a couple of days ago. Um, palette. I, uh, I, it was palette. There's a difference apparently between palette, the roof of your mouth, and palette, uh, what an artist uh, uses uh, for their paint. Um, sure. Uh, apparently um never would have caught it if not for someone emailing me and saying hey or messaging me in this case on i think either twitter app.net you know they they sent me an at whatever um saying hey typo here it is and here's why it's wrong or incorrect love that thank you you know it's surprising me it's surprising for me to hear you say that you've told me that before but Mm -hmm. every single time i find a typo the very first thing I want to do is reach out to the person and say, hey, I found this. I think you'll appreciate knowing that this was spelled wrong or this was keyed in incorrectly. But then the next thing that happens is I go, well, who am I to tell this person that they made a mistake? You know, I don't want to call them out, particularly in public over something like that. And so to hear it from you is uh, helpful for me to continue doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it was also kind of that that tension is also kind of a very serious motivator behind bringing this business into existence because yeah. there are so many people with wonderful messages, encouraging messages, w- fantastic ideas to share. But I think that they're just not quite elevating those things and be because their readers are going to get tripped up by poor language choice or poor sentence structure or imbalanced paragraphs or even just typos. Because the reality is when a reader reads a sentence and there's something wrong with it, they have to reread it. And the more you make your reader work to understand your message, the less likely they're going to be to come back for more messages from you. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, one of the things that, I may have mentioned here before, I forget, but a lot of people don't know is that I take this seriously enough that I oftentimes may go back to, say, link to a previous post on my blog from like a year ago, two years ago or whatever. If I spot a typo in that, I'll fix it. No one will ever know. And there will be sometimes when it's not like I'm linking to it, but I'm just going back to, to find it for whatever reason. Um, and I will change it, knowing that nine times out of ten, no one else will ever know that the typo first even was there or second that it got fixed. Even as, you know, to play on your name, sweating commas, I did this with a comma very recently where I there was a comma that should have been there that wasn't that I added in a blog post that was four years old. Well, and there's and there's two reasons I think that you absolutely should do that. Number one, people are going to find those posts at some point in the future. So you're simply uh, maintaining your reputation. Plain the and internet simple. is forever, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> and number two, we're talking about integrity here. If you don't have the integrity to fix something that you think should be fixed – then you're also not going to be writing your new pieces with as much heart and with as much vigor as you could be otherwise. So you're practicing for your future writing by simply uh, maintaining that integrity. Right. Well, here's, here's one 
thing, and I, I think we have discussed this offline before. And it certainly is one of my little personal struggles. And this is especially true with Minimal Mac, um, more so than my personal site, at least now more so than my personal site. But um, I don't want to wait 24 hours. Immediate. I want to, I, I got to post this now. I have to, you know, I have to get it out there. I have to be first, right? I have to breaking, you know, I have to do all that. And there's tons of, tons of bloggers who feel that way, who feel like, you know, especially, you know, some of the textile blogs, um, they want to be on top of the news cycle. Um, they want to, if Apple's releasing a 128-gig iPad today, then it doesn't make any sense to be talking about it tomorrow. I want to talk about it right now today. So why should I hire you? <laughs> well, if that's who you are, we'll never, we'll never be able to get along. So, in fact, you should not hire me. Plain wow. 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 And that's I don't have a problem. Words, man. <laughs> I don't have a problem making a statement like that because uh, I'm structuring what I do to capitalize on my strengths and churning copy fast is not my strength. Being thoughtful is a strength of mine. Identifying things that are not right, even though they seem right, is a strength of mine. Diving deep is my strength. So anybody who needs it now, 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 I can't help. Hmm. Um, because yeah. the people who – and that's a, that's a commodity thing. That's a race to the bottom. Everybody has an Apple blog these days. Everybody has a tech blog these days. And every single one of them is trying to be the, f the first because that's the only way that they can distinguish themselves from the rest of the bunch that they can see. That any one of them could distinguish themselves by simply taking a step back and saying, you know what, we are intentionally not going to be the first on any topic that comes out we are going to be the best. And there are several ways that you can be the best without being first. You can provide way more detail about the actual truth of the situation once all of the dust has settled instead of being first. You can, be, you can go way more in depth in terms of you know this rumored iPad or something instead of being the first one to say, hey, so-and-so said there might be a 128-gig iPad coming out. You could be the first one to, or not first, but you could be the only one to really dive deep into what all of the features that will be included in that iPad are. Um, you could be, you can distinguish yourself by interviewing the first person to get a hold of one of those, or I don't know. I, I'm not good coming up with things off the top of my head, but you see where no, I'm going here. There I, are I other totally ways to distinguish your work besides being first. And if the yeah. only distinguishing factor is that you're first, you will never, ever be the best. Well, I, you know, I think that, oh, gosh, this is such an important message because I really do think that yeah, I, I agree with you. Everyone and their cousin, is, uh, it seems, is you know, starting up a uh, Apple blog these days, um, or you know, some sort of technology blog or whatnot. There's lots of people doing this stuff, and what's interesting to me is that they're more interested. It, it seems oftentimes to me that they're more interested in being uh, the Verge or um, or the other couple of sites that I won't even I, I don't mention their name. Um, uh, one of them sp I specifically never mention um, uh, on purpose. But 
if you look at the people who are really successful at this stuff, like, you know, arguably John Gruber with Daring Fireball is the most successful Apple blogger around, right? Um, you'll notice something about Gruber. He's usually not first. He's no. usually, as a matter of fact, um, you know, if he is on the same day, he's much later in the day. <laughs> and there are certainly things that I don't see him mentioned for like two or three days after I've seen the news on a million other places, right? Uh, he treats this stuff with a level of professionalism and seriousness and attention to detail that sets him apart and is one of the reasons why he has become so successful. Not just simply because he's been around forever, but and uh, not just because he, when he does do a deep dive into something, he does it very well and very comprehensively. But I would say, you know, even more so, because he takes his time. He takes his time before before reacting, before posting, before publishing and saying this, that, or the other thing. He lets other people trip up and make mistakes and say what they have to say just so he can have enough time to consider it and, and wait and think to himself before he even publishes whether he thinks it's right or wrong. So he has the time to think about it and to research it and to ask around to his contacts and find out what they think. And you know what I mean? Yeah, he, um, I, I have to admit I don't follow – Daring Fireball very closely, but the articles of his that I've read are always very insightful. And it's apparent that he is taking the time to consider whatever the topic is from a variety of angles and present the one that is probably most interesting to him first and foremost, but mm -hmm. also is going to appeal to people who read his site because he has a different, he has a level of insight in his writing that other writers on those same topics just don't have. All right, so uh, I've, I've got I've got some more that uh, a couple of other things I want to ask you about, but I, I think we kind of need to take a break and talk about uh, maybe uh, our sponsor, Michael. Yes, of course. <laughs> you, you thank you for pointing that out, Patrick. So, as well as having great editing services from people like Jason, you need a, you need a website. That's what you need. Yeah. You need somewhere to put this writing in Squarespace. They provide you with everything you need to create an amazing website. So they give you all the tools that you need. They give you the hosting so you don't have to worry about when your site gets picked up because of its great editing, when your <laughs> post gets picked up. Squarespace provides you with rock-solid hosting so it won't go down. They give you built-in analytics so you can see who's linking to you. You can see how many people are coming to you. You can put together a site that looks fantastic so it makes people want to stick around and read. And that comes with Squarespace's beautiful templates that look fantastic on any device because they employ responsive web design. You'll want fantastic typography. You'll want the site to look brilliant. And they can give you beautiful fonts they've just integrated some typekit fonts as well as google fonts and their own web fonts so you can create some a fantastic looking website you can easily create your pages using squarespace's layout engine which is their drag and drop page editor so you can add blocks of content such as photos videos social media content text and loads more you can have you can integrate 
right out of the box with Twitter and Facebook, so it posts all automatically for you when you write something new on your site. You'll have iOS and Android apps, so you can post on the go. You can even import your content from your current blog if you have a site elsewhere and want to switch over. Squarespace has 24-7 customer support, and they have live online workshops to help walk you through step-by-step -step everything that you will need to set up your site. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can find out more here and also start your free trial. Once you decide to purchase, Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for a limited plan. If you sign up for one year, pay up front for this, you will get 20% off the monthly price. And if you sign up for two years up front, you'll get 25% off. But what's more, if you use the code 70decibels1 at checkout, you'll get an additional 10% off. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. If you use either the code 70 decibels one or sign up at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels it will help support the show so thank you very much yeah and uh, so here's the question for you Jason bring it on as someone who often posts without an editor and then later on finds typos and such, uh, like after they've been posted and whatnot. What about uh, what about coming up with a plan for guys like me? I don't want you to read it beforehand. I want you to read it after and, and just be my typo my typo police. <laughs> Shoot me an email and say, "Hey, change this to this," or "Hey, you missed a comma here," or "Hey." you could have worded it better if you worded it this way. I can see value in that. And uh, I've been, as I've been developing what I'm doing with sweating commas and kind of thinking about the future and how to expand. I know it's crazy. I just launched today. So why am I thinking about expanding? Well, I think a few steps ahead, but um, yeah. there's an, there's an interesting peer component that I think could be implemented in some fashion. And I was actually contacted by a developer a couple of months back with a really fascinating project he's working on that I can't really talk about yet. But um, So while I can't be hired to follow along behind you and pick up your droppings, so to speak, <laughs> there, there could be a way to leverage a community. I mean, you've already seen your own community leveraged in such a fashion voluntarily to help you find things like that. Well, yeah. you know, depending on your site and what you're doing with it, and maybe you want to offer some form of an incentive program. You know, these people are my inner core and they've got my back. And so for each one of them that reports something to me, I keep a track and give away an Amazon gift card once a month or something like that. Okay. That's um, not really what I want to get into because... Understood. Uh, I, I partner with people who are interested in this is going to sound bad please don't please don't be offended uh, I'm interested in people who want to do it right from the start and I'm mm -hmm. interested in helping people shape what goes out to their readers with the understanding that once it hits their readers that's where the impact is and so if you're dropping something in front of your readers that's not up to snuff You've already lost your thunder. You can't really give them their first impression or shock them once again with that initial, wow, this is a fantastic thing for me to read through and to consider because now we're just going back and cleaning up stuff. Wow, great. 
good stuff. Well, okay. So, uh, I'm sold. I'm sure at least half of our listeners are sold. <laughs> that would what be we, amazing. <laughs> would that just be awesome? <laughs> well, would be, I have a dirty little secret about, about, about my business. Uh, I built it to not be able to scale. So if I get too many people approaching me, You're I'm not going to be able to sleep again for the next eight months. <laughs> I love that. Building not to scale. Got, oh, uh, do, there's, there is a whole lot that could be unpacked there. Uh, <laughs> and, and, no, seriously. And that uh, I've actually been having other conversations around, right? Um, but in any case, I digress. The... <clears throat> Where can we find? I want to sign up for Sweating Commas. Where do I go? Where do I find out information about this? Tell me. Sweatingcommas.com. Sounds exactly like it's, it's spelled exactly like it sounds. All one word, sweatingcommas.com. Land, uh, all the information is right there on the front page. My email address is there if anybody has any specific questions. I am on Twitter, at sweatingcommas. You can reach me there. I'm also on app.net as at Longstride. So if anybody... Uh, hangs out over there. I'm available for conversations over there too. Yeah. And I just want to say, Jason edited the Minimal Mac book. So um, if you go to minimalmac.com and the the book that's there, that's Jason's work uh, as much as it is mine. He took um, all of those blog posts basically that I had compiled uh, into that tomb and made them better demonstrably so um, and this is the reason why I urge people to like if you don't go back and look through the archives you're going to see a whole mess back there and you have to wade through a whole bunch of crap to get to the good stuff buy the book not only do you get the good stuff all taken care of for you but it actually reads better <laughs> than it was supposed to. So, uh, when, you know, when I when I w- you know when I when I say Jason is 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 worth uh, giving your your money to and knows what he's doing, uh, I do so because I gave him money and because I knew he knew what he was doing. So uh, I couldn't uh, urge you to do so more. I so appreciate you, Jason. That. I, I really appreciate, appreciate that. All I, I did was come on. All I did was bring out what was already there. That's all. Oh, well, and that's what a good editor should do. Once again, I, you and I could have a whole other, like, two hours of conversation around this. But we won't. <laughs> we won't bore people like that. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Michael, where can you be found as oh, usual? I'm on all of the social networks. All of them. All every, of them. Every single every one. All of them. And I am I Mike I M Y K E on those. Patrick, you are Patrick Rohn, P A T R I C K R H O N E. I think I got that right. I feel like I, I stumbled today. But anyway, well, you can also be. I found just like the way you say H. You H. say H so much better than us Americans do. H. 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 I put a H in H. Um, um, you can also be found at Minimal Mac, and people can email you if they'd like to, and you're Patrick at PatrickRohn.com. Correct. So, Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, with that, we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.